Hey y'all, it's your favorite host, and I wanted to just pop in here to say, uh, if you're enjoying the show uh, and you'd like to give us some support, the best way to do that is through Patreon. Uh, I've launched the Patreon with a couple of tiers. There's a $3 tier, which gives you access to the Discord, and you come hang out with uh, me and the other friends inside of that, uh, and just kind of talk the show, talk a bunch of different nerd stuff. And then there is a, another tier, an $8 tier, uh, where you can get early access to episodes ad-free. Um, you will also get free access to all uh, micro-RPGs that I create in the future. Yeah, so again, uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you'd like to give additional support, that's one way to do it. Another great way to do it is just, you know, go on to whatever platform you're listening to and rate the podcast, subscribe, uh, follow, leave a review if you can. Um, those things really help gain visibility for the show, and it is always greatly appreciated. Link is in the description. Thank you so much, and back to the episode. Welcome to the Secret Nerd Podcast, where we think everyone should play tabletop RPGs and give you some reasons why. me today a guest i am very excited for um we've been talking for a while and uh they make a podcast that i really enjoy uh they do all black uh D, fifth edition uh they are the dungeon master the mc um have the best intro in D. uh yeah if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but that worked out for that. It worked out, bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, my name is Elias Omar. Um, I am the DM for the Everum Pod, Everum Adventures. Yeah. Um, and we're a all POC actual play D and D podcast. And uh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, it is a uh, it is a lot of fun, and we are for sure going to talk. Um, we are for sure going to talk about the show. But we'll, you know where I always start because um, you listen to the show is this like how did you get into nerd stuff? Wow, um, you know what? As a as a kid, my mom like always pushed me to read constantly yeah. as when, when I was little, and um, really, I think it was uh, she actually got the um encyclopedia britannica like the whole set that was like the hood, <laughs> the hood yeah. badge of nerds you know what i mean like yeah. we're gonna be smart the smart family okay and, um, but hold up for a second so uh-huh. for the uh young folks out there the encyclopedia is what wikipedia <laughs> was before there was internet um except there was actual facts and not just shit people put on <laughs> wikipedia <Exactly>. continue <laughs> yeah so but um, I mean, and having the encyclopedia itself was cool, mm-hmm. but like it came with like all the classical books, yeah, and stuff. And I was reading like stuff that I was way too young to be reading and didn't really understand. But I, I eventually read the Iliad, okay, and that got me like into mythology, yeah, and all and all that stuff. And then, uh, like, I really got into it. And then I, I read uh, at one point, I even read the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Oh, wow. I was like, yeah, I was really, I was really far gone. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. And, um, 
I, I, uh, I think we went to, I think it was Toys R Us one day and, uh, I saw the, the red, the, the red box, mm-hmm. um, the, of, uh, D and D for the first time with the, the cover with the barbarian and, and the dragon with a snaking head. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. And, um, I had no idea what it was and I was like, mama, I want that. And, uh, and she got it for me. And, um, I didn't have anybody to play with initially <laughs> yeah. reading the book, but I, I like read every word and you, you know what I mean? And it was, it was, it was really cool. And then I got into, uh, I read Lord of the Rings, yeah. of course, like almost everybody did. Yeah. And, um, a lot of the early, like TSR books. Okay. Novels. Yeah. You know? Were those, and, um, cause TSR used to own Dungeons and Dragons, right? Yep. Yep. And so was it like war? war books or was it still like adventuring parties and stuff like that um let's see i got into dnd this is like mid 80s when i got this set because okay. i'm probably older than <laughs> a few of the people that you you've all yeah. spoken to but um yeah i would say um late 80s going into the 90s okay. um i read like Dragonlance. yeah yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then uh later on i got into like dritz and whatnot came yeah much later and the drow, of course, is a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, sure. yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off either. But, um, yeah, so when you, what you did you grow up in on the East Coast? Definitely. I grew up in New York. In New York. Okay. So what was that like growing up in New York? Because you and I have had conversations, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, like I, many people on the show have come out and said, like, you know, growing up as a nerd was always kind of a, sometimes a hard thing, sometimes it just a thing. Yeah, see, that, that's, what, that's what trips me out. Because <laughs> it's like, for me, it was the exact opposite. Okay. You know, like where, where I grew up, I grew up in Uniondale, New York. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, and the, the, the population was predominantly black mostly people of caribbean uh descent okay um so there was a lot of um hispanics a lot of uh like i said caribbean descent haitians jamaicans and and your quote unquote typical black americans <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean um but yeah there, i only i really the only honestly the only real white people that i really dealt with were some teachers and maybe like a handful of kids in my high school yeah um and I've spoken with, with a friend of mine um, from back then. Uh, and I, I felt like we were always really lucky that we came up in that time because it was like with with hip hop kind of like first starting and with the, the nerd stuff that was coming up, like Marvel Comics was, even though I, I don't think they, that was like when they weren't doing really well financially, right? Like, yeah, was, yeah. Or, but yeah. the stuff was really good. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, so... Everything was kind of accepted. It wasn't like I wasn't like looked at weirdly because I played D and D or because I read comics. Yeah, it was like you know what I mean. It wasn't yeah. like a a split between okay, I'm listening to Ice Cube, but I'm reading. Silver <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? And I wasn't yeah. looked at as weird. But yeah. yeah, you know what I think is so cool? Like what really um, captivated me watching the um, Straight Outta Compton movie. Mm-hmm. And watching that opening scene of Dr. Dre just laying on the floor, listening to just classic like Motown shit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is amazing. Because it's like, yeah, he's a musician. Music is his life. And it's not just like he didn't come out like, all right, I'm 
it's all hardship. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's all exactly, like, exactly. it's just like, no, like this is what he grew up listening to. And then it inspired him. And I think it's cool to like, you know, that aspect of like something we would never know about a person until we get to see that behind the scenes, um, mm-hmm. having that, uh, look inside and saying like, Oh yeah, like these things were able to mix without issue. Um, and I mean, and you know, you're, you're big on basketball now. Like, did you play basketball and stuff in school as well? I did. I did. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there wasn't like, there's that whole, whole stereotype of like the jock mm-hmm. being dumb or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. then like, you know, the nerd not being athletic and whatnot, but I found like my, my son played college ball. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's studying bioinformatics and I can't even explain that to you (laughs) (laughs) if I tried to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. People are into what they're into and it's cool when, when people don't chastise them for it. Right. Were you, so then after getting the book and reading it all, like, was it pretty quick for you to find a group after that? You know, not, no. So what was, I guess, what was the, (laughs) if it wasn't like being a nerd was the, the, the obstacle, what was the obstacle in finding players? In that time. Um, yeah. I think that's what makes 5e so good because I think initially uh it was it was learning. Okay. You know what I mean? And it was yeah. having the material and being willing to sit down and read it and actually actually learn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um 5e kind of you know, waters it down. Yeah. <laughs> makes it easy. I think um, one of my guests called it baby mode. Um Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. It's definitely a lot. It's the easiest system mm-hmm. of like the D20 games, right? Um, you know, that I've played playing 3.5, um, a couple games of fourth edition, and then uh, Pathfinder 2e. It's definitely of those, it's the easiest, yeah. yeah. But I still think, I still think D&D Beyond, which is not owned by Watsi, is the reason now that it's so easy as well. It's because dark. if you told people like, all right, I'm going to print out a sheet of paper for you. <laughs> you have to read this physical book, write the end of this stuff. People will be like, no, fuck that. But if it's like you say, like, here's a tablet, pick some stuff. It's going to autofill information for you. And then you have, you, you know, it's like, no. oh, okay, yeah, now I'm in. No, people get mad when that video doesn't load fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> like five seconds. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. So when did you, like, when was the first time you actually got to play it then? I mean, it wasn't like years after. It took yeah. it took some time. You know what I mean? I had a, a a neighbor named Julio. I remember his name. Nice. And uh, and I would just play like you know we were supposed it was supposed to be us going back and forth being DM and player, but it ended up <laughs> being DM all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I played. Uh, I really got into uh, the Marvel uh, the Marvel game, the Marvel okay. RPG. Yeah, uh, when it first came out, and uh, yeah, but after after a while, there were you know kids from school, yeah. a handful, you know, Come get on. like four, five people sometimes. Yeah, were you aware um, that age? Like, cause that would have been how old were you around that time? Oh man, this like is like ten. Yeah, this is like going into yeah ten, going into my teens and such. Yeah, yeah. when do you think you started to like realize? Um, some of the issues in inherent in the old uh, in D and D, I'll just say because it's the shit still happens. So, uh, but especially back in the early days, man, my one of my favorite, everybody's favorite, Drizzt, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's it, it was 
uh, it, was, it was just crazy, you know, just the the the, the tropes and the, and the stereotypes. But it, it it was it was almost painful because he was so fucking cool. You yeah. know, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like it got to the, and and I really liked the drought because they were cool. You know what yeah. I mean? And it got to a point that like every campaign that I played in, I played a drop. Yeah. And I even, um, one of the longest running campaigns that I DM'd was in, um, when I was stationed in Cali, I was in the Navy for a bit and I was stationed in San Diego. Um, and I ran a campaign and like, it was funny cause half the group was like sailors and the other half was like gangbangers, but <laughs> everybody, but everybody was black and everybody yeah. played drop. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it, yeah. I mean, obviously it's such a, <laughs> a relatable thing, especially if you grew up in a place where you really dealt with being marginalized. Cause I think, I mean, I think all black people go through it, but I think some of us go through it maybe more or in different mm-hmm. ways. And I know for myself reading that for sure, it was like instantly like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is like, even if I didn't have the words for it, it was like, I knew that this was something that black people go through. And, but I loved, um, I loved the idea of him just like, you know, being amazing, being a badass. Like, uh, there's a scene, uh, spoilers for a 30 year old book, but there's a scene, um, (laughs) whenever he has to wear this mask because Drow is still treated like shit. And his friend is like, I think you're more handsome without the mask on. Right. Right. right, And that's like, that was a crazy, like kind of an impactful thing to read. Um, this fucking seven foot barbarian white barbarian you know talking to this right, right. uh black elf and me like you don't need that shit but i understand the situation we're in um and you know props i guess to uh Ari salvatore for for um doing mm-hmm. a good job in writing it but i think it, it it is interesting how uh how that was held that dynamic and how quickly we associated with it um and similarly oh, yeah. to the half elves too, I, you know, for myself being, uh, you know, multiracial, mm-hmm. like in the book, it's like, you don't fit in anywhere. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, these I people mean, don't like you. These people don't like you. That's why I like Dragonlance. <laughs> like, yeah. The, the theme with, with Tannis. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that was his name, right? Tannis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the half elf. Which is like, like now in D&D, a half elf is like, a human in yeah. essence, you know what I mean? In yeah. social settings. Mm-hmm. But in the books, then it was looked at like, oh, you're a social outcast, a pariah who can't associate with him. <laughs> yeah. Silly. But um, yeah, in uh, the drought, and then especially when you start delving into like the society, how everything was so evil and completely matriarchal, but the women were like, nah, I don't know. It, it, it was just crazy. And there were actually, I recall source books, um, third party source books, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Information. And because we were running, like I said, we were running that campaign that lasted so long. Um, I'm not even going to go into like the subclasses and (laughs) and the stuff that they had for the drow, but it was like, it was, it was depraved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But they were cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, well, we're taking that shit back. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's, it is, it is interesting that dynamic of it. Did you, do you, do you similarly associate with other 
non-human classes as well? I mean, the draw um, obviously stand out, but yeah, um, I like playing weird combinations of classes. Yeah, um, like uh, the last campaign that I I played and I played a Goliath, a uh, Swarm Keeper Ranger. Okay, you know what I mean? Like, I I don't know, but it it was fun and it worked. It yeah, worked. you definitely did this thing. But um, yeah, I just like playing odd combinations. Um, like you had uh, one of my favorite DMs, one of my favorite players. You had Connie on the show. Yeah. And she plays uh and in Outlaws of Obelisk, she had that uh Goliath wizard. Yeah. So that's freaking cool. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah. such a good such a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh yeah, there's so much you can do with it. It's it is a lot of fun. Um, you know, did you so it sounds like you kind of just kept playing throughout. Did you hit all of the all of the editions? Um I don't think I hit all of them, but most of them. Um, cause I, I played, you know, throughout the years, but off and on. Yeah. When I could, when I could mm-hmm. find people to play yeah. with, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, I, I think 2E, I really, I really liked. Um, and I know you're like a, a um, what's the word? Pathfinder, apostle. <laughs> you know what I mean. But um, it reminds me of back then. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean. Like when I first learned, it was you know because it's a lot, but it's engaging. Yeah, you know what I mean, I think yeah for sure. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, I think it is. It is something I was thinking about this today. Like a lot of people now, because there's so many people joining, you know, the TTRPG space. Um, right. That a lot of people are like, okay finding their games many folks get introduced through dnd um and immediately get turned off because that's not the game they want to play right sure. some folks you know quickly find other stuff like pbta games uh like um powered by the apocalypse and stuff like that uh, and more narrative style games and i mm-hmm. find myself that i really enjoy narrative style games but i also really enjoy the aspects of like having rules for all this stuff as well like there's a lot of things that i wish were different in a dnd or in pathfinder um, mm-hmm. that would make more sense like in a real situation or even in a power fantasy situation where it's like you know you are almost a god and yet you can still only swing your sword three times in six seconds like that's right, 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 right <laughs> you know what i mean uh stuff like that so um but i do i do like all the rules i do like the idea of like having to strategize and come up with this stuff, um, you know, mm-hmm. for that specific type of game that I'm playing. And so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Thaco, that's what it's called, right? For second edition. Yeah. Seems yeah. like a lot. That seems like too much. Um, yeah. See, but when learning, <laughs> like it's not, you know, yeah. when that's your first, your first thing that you jump on, it's really not. Yeah. 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 So. And yeah. And I think that's the same, same goes for now folks getting into, you know, D and D five E and look at Pathfinder two E and go, no, that's too much. Exactly. I'm like, well, if you started with Pathfinder, you would have no idea. Um, and you would <laughs> see that it's exactly as easy to do. You're just adding different numbers. Exactly. Um, you know, so that's why I try to do the one shots now just to like show people, you know, we're having as much fun playing a game, mm-hmm. you know, that's not as familiar. And the care and you know, Jazz from uh Gimme Little Podcast was loving it like he was having a blast playing this fighter yeah. that could do all this crazy <laughs> shit and like had serrated blades and <laughs> and i encourage like 
you know, jump off that cliff. Fuck it. Like you can grab a ledge. There's rules for this. Like we'll just have fun. <laughs> um, you know, and so, yeah, it, it, I think it really comes down to what you're willing to engage with. And then, of course, the group you're playing with and how willing they are to go along with it. You know what I mean? And, and exactly. have fun like exactly. that. And so, um, you know, given that you have DM for so long, not to call you old by any means, but like how long <laughs> when do you, like do you think that you developed a dm style quickly and has that style changed over the years um it, uh, i i think i did initially but i think particularly with with, with 5e because i uh, when we started this i was not familiar with a lot of 5e yeah um and so i kind of like made up stuff as i went along <laughs> um but um and then it's different with with, with every group you know what yeah. i mean as you get more comfortable with with each group with each person, you know, what buttons you can push. Yeah. You know, you know, you know where the line is. Yeah. And yeah, because you want to get, you don't want to cross the line, but you want to get close to it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? To, to, to make them do stuff. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's, uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, you kind of, you kind of want to do. Um, no, yeah. I, I, but I think know, too, like I would say, you know, with, with a table, when you trust each other, like knowing like, oh, okay, we're going to, yeah. You know what I mean? We're going to, we're going to play with some stuff and, um, and have some fun ideas and knowing like i'm sure if your players are like hey like no you would just stop you know what i mean like i oh, I, don't, no, I don't i don't even mean like in the, in the sense of like offending them yeah but i mean uh like put them in tough situations yeah put them in tough situations um they have to know that certain combats they're not gonna win yeah so maybe you should think of other options and instead of just swinging your your club at somebody's head or whatever you know what i mean um and puzzles like people don't like puzzles i love puzzles. <laughs> yeah puzzles are <laughs> uh, great yeah yeah one of my guests uh kaylin um episode seven check it out if you guys are skipping ahead um but they did a one shot um and it was a, just a puzzle uh session like a puzzle one shot yeah. and so i made a um investigator rogue and like uh -huh. super high intelligence, high perception. I was like, I am making this for, but I, I've always wanted to play that character. I'm just like, you know, level in D and D fifth edition, like level up and get, um, that keen mind. And then mm -hmm. what's that other one observant. And yep. it's like at a certain level, your passive perception is like 32. That's and crazy. your passive insight is like 29. <laughs> That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Um, but I love detective games, so that's mm -hmm. that's just me. But. See, but like, how do you play a character that's like super intelligent and like, you know what I mean? As far as like role playing, I feel like that would be a challenge for me. Yeah, I, we had this discussion, um, they and I, and the thing that I think well, I'll tell you how I do it. I have a character in my Pathfinder Two E game. Uh, my friend Cree plays her and she's an alchemist and the alchemist is mm -hmm. an intelligence based class. So there are a lot of times when the group will forget something or won't think of something or whatever. Right. And I will go, um, Ethel, that's the character's name. Ethel has an intelligence this high. Ethel would know this information. Ethel would, this would be something easily spelled out. Um, you know, uh, okay, okay. yeah, sure. Miguel's character has a high wisdom. They're a druid. Um, he would know this information or, you know, he's wise enough to understand, uh, to put this together basically. Right. So I like in our last game that we played, 
excuse me, it's been a few weeks because of the holidays. They were hiding in a in an inn overlooking a dock. There was enemies that were like stationed at the dock, um, and they were sneaking people off out of in the back of the ship onto right. land, like they were swimming out onto land to sneak into the town. And so a spy from the council in the city came and visited them and was like, hey, look, this is going on. We can't we can't let anybody know that you're involved in this, but we need your help. And so they put the guards to sleep and then took out the ship, like moved it away from the dock and blew okay. it up with bombs and druid powers. And witch powers. <laughs> so it was really cool. Um, but one of the guards only his he, he made his save. So his sleep was only a minute. The other guard was asleep for an hour. So there was enough time that he woke up and was able to like see a hooded figure and stuff like that. So as the guy's walking away, the spy walks out because Miguel's character is watching from the window. So he walks out and he sees, I'm like, okay, you see this encounter. You're too far away to hear anything. Roll a perception check. So he rolls his perception check. And like, I was like, based on the perception roll you just gave me and your wisdom score, Mm-hmm. you would surmise that this guy's telling him, hey, leave it alone. It's taken care of. Don't talk about okay. anything. So that's how I use it. You would, like, yeah, so you would do it more as your discretion. Yeah, because I think it's so not like, fair. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like, so like, that's kind of what I do with like with Farley's. Yeah, yeah. Like, when I have something in it, maybe nobody else knows, but he, mm-hmm. you know, he's a scholar, so he might yeah. kind of have it. Yeah. So Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I think, I, it's, mean, I think it's just not, it's not fair, like, even if you're a smart person, right? Um, if you are having trouble with a specific clue, but your character has a 20 intelligence, which is like literally superhuman yeah, intelligence. Exactly, exactly. Like, you know, as a as a DM, I think it's fair to give them more clues or give them something to help that their character, who is a super genius would understand whereas you may not in that moment because of stress or whatever else it is same thing with charisma like if you don't have a lot of charisma as a person but you want to play a high charisma character i don't think it's fair to be like (laughs) act that out every single time you know what i mean like (laughs) make a role what would you like for this thing to happen and if you're willing to do it then cool if not like then we can just roll with it but i don't think for me my style i don't think it's always the best thing to like put all of that pressure on a player to right, you know, right. hit this thing like i don't fucking come to every session with my a game of like oh yeah i'm gonna hit every voice perfect and you know role play is gonna be on point and i'm gonna get right. like no i make mistakes too so you know i think there needs to be that leeway in both sides of it personally that's fair yeah that's fair but yeah i, I definitely like if you're if you're going into a game you're like cool i'm gonna play a wizard have a conversation with with whomever's gonna run your your game and be like, hey, like uh, my character's intelligence is nineteen, so um, you know any bones you want to throw me, just <laughs> let me know. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, yeah, it all it's all goes down to the table you play in, really. Definitely, yeah. But yeah, so you know, speaking of the game, we've kind of talked around it quite a bit, but you know, mm-hmm. from from your own words, what is uh, the Everrealm Adventures? We are a group of blurds yeah. who play D and D. Yeah, no. Um, actually, how we started was there was an individual um, who was online. I think I don't know if I was on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever. And um, he said, "I really wish I had a bunch of black people to play Dungeons and Dragons with." Yeah. 
And so, you know, I commented and that, that led to a bunch of other comments. And I was like, hey, you know what? If we get a group together, I'll DM it. And then that individual just disappeared. Oh. And <laughs> but um, must not want it that bad. <laughs> no, not that bad. No. Um, and then took some scheduling. You know how scheduling goes with, yep. with people. And uh, <laughs> after like I don't know, gosh, like a month, two months, maybe we got a group together. Um, we started playing. Lost a couple people, gained a couple people. Um, and yeah, and we just started started playing sessions. Yeah. Um, and then for some crazy reason, I was like, hey, maybe we should just like record it and see what happens. Yeah. And yeah, man, that's a, it's a lot. It's <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, not, <laughs> it's fun, yeah. but it's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> so did you know um, any of the players before you guys started playing together? Um, yeah. We're, I mean. Like acquaintance? Through, uh, virtually. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know? It it was in a it was in um now that I remember it was actually in a group um that was specifically for black D and D players. Okay, you gotcha. know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But um, people were complaining about not being able to find groups and not have sessions and whatnot. Yeah, and everybody was like, "Hey, let's just make our own." Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like kind of how that got started, and then so yeah, I think we we ran about five, maybe six sessions. Um, before we actually started recording. Okay. So you guys started out at a high level, right? What level did you eh, start at? No, we started at, uh, I started them at third. At third, at third okay. level. Yeah, I started them at third level. So you just level up fast. I've been trying to, because I'm trying to get them to <laughs> a certain point. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Like that's, I, I, I want to talk about, to you about this too, because that's one thing for me. Um, you know, if I was more public about my games, I think people, I would be one of those people that like, everybody like comes at like, you know, all those fucking old grognards. Um, yeah. Cause I'm like, give them magic items, let them level up. Fuck it. You know, sometimes I'm like, cause I'm, I'm doing it by experience points. And sometimes I'm like, uh-huh. all right, they only need 60 experience left to do this. Yeah. That, that encounters were 60 points, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know? And, and because for me as a player, I just like to think like as a player, I love fighting cool shit. And I love getting cool shit and I love leveling up. So those are like the highlights of the game. Yeah. Like, so why deny I mean? it from your players? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. to me, I'm like, I'm just gonna, you know, um do this at a at a reasonable rate. Right. So like Pathfinder has like a scaling system where you can either level up at this level or you can do fast XP or slow XP. And I always go okay. fast. XP. Okay. So So it's all <clears throat> excuse me. So it's um Pathfinder is just XP, you don't do it like like now how we do you milestones. Can, yeah, you like you that. can. Um uh-huh. you can, but it's pretty easy to calculate and it helps okay. like having yeah. XP helps you build encounters easier. And then I just reward XP for you know doing other stuff as well. Like if right, 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 they right. got XP for yeah. you know successfully convincing the council to do something or um, you know, they evaded this big thing that they would have had right. to fight like twelve monsters. And so they get XP for that as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, but yeah, yeah. No, I was just gonna say, yeah, I've been a uh, been kind of fast in leveling them up. Yeah. Um, also, I kind of feel like there's a certain, maybe not in other in other in other games, but in D and D, there's like a to me, there's like a sweet spot, um, right between like I don't know, like fifth and like tenth level. That's like mm. the really good part of the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
kind of get like a lot of abilities, but you're not like Superman yet. Yeah. So it's, you know. Yeah. It's like you can start to do multiple attacks, you you know, right, get some right. cool feats, um, but you can't like cast power to kill yet. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Or like dominate human. So like that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. The, um, you know, because it, it is something like you guys kind of just jumped into um, the recording side of it. And obviously, you know, you and I have talked, but I think there's a lot of people now over the past year and a half that have just been starting up um, D&D podcasts. Even, I mean, uh, I was talking to Joe from Makers Misfits and we, we found yeah. one that had just started like a month ago. Um, and there's so much. There's so much. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. If you could, if you could go back in time to like when you were going to first do it, um, you know, what advice would you give yourself now having done it for? (laughs) I would not. I definitely (laughs) would record the entire fucking thing (laughs) before like, oh my God, like trying to do one a week. Yeah. Not pre-recorded. Yeah. It's insane. It is. This is insane. <laughs> like I will, we'll do the. I try to have. We'll, we'll we'll play on Fridays. I'll try to have it out by Monday. Yeah, that's wild, man. That's so <laughs> it's wild. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I would have. I definitely would have waited a little bit to um make it easier on myself, yeah. and uh, also to try to focus more on on on, on quality yeah. and whatnot. You know what I mean. Do you think that it changed that game, making it public? Yes. Yeah. In what way? Yes, for you. 100%. DMing yeah. in a in a in a um private setting, yeah, a private group, as opposed to DMing where you know that somebody is listening, mm-hmm. particularly if you're not a thespian. Or <laughs> right. It is incredibly stressful initially, yeah. and um, you know, there's a lot kind of you, you you're juggling a lot of stuff that yeah. that seems natural when you're in a private you know, home game or whatnot. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and also, you know, we were all comfortable. We were still new to each other in a way. Yeah. So it was like, we were, we were forcing each other, waiting on each other to say things, you know, and it, it was, it was a mess. <laughs> it was a, a fun mess, but it was a mess. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a, <laughs> it is a lot. I, I mean, even like, you know, my one shot, I, at the end of the night after recording it, I was just like, I, I just ruined this whole thing. Like this thing is terrible. There's no way <laughs> anybody's going to want to listen to this. It's awful. Yeah. Um, and I've received really good feedback on it. So it's like, it, it's hard to like, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I it was really good. Yeah. It, it's hard to get out of your head. I think, you know, um, when you're doing it. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, but there is for sure a pressure to, entertain right like that's the whole point of putting it out because um you know you could record it for yourself of course but like if you know if you're putting it out there typically you want people listening to it so like you know (laughs) you you hope that it's entertaining um and i definitely think that your show is entertaining and so it it, it's just i always like to hear you know uh from that creative aspect because i again i think it's good for people to understand like you know Maybe maybe you are a performer or whatever, and you have no stress going into that, and that's cool. Like, good for you, I guess. But I think a lot of people are like, "No, this is fucking scary to like put yourself out there." <laughs> and I have, you know what? I don't have any issues with that. That I don't have any issues with. Yeah, it's just that um, I'm trying. You know, they talk of the, the imposter syndrome. Is, yeah, yeah, is mm-hmm. real. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I listen to like some of these guys, some of some some of these these DMs and um players and them, you know, they're incredible. Yeah. So like not trying to compete with them, right. but you kinda that's like the bar and you're like listen to yourself and I'm like, hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But uh <laughs> yeah, I just try to I you know, I've I've got to a point where it's like I'm comfortable with my group. Yeah. And I'm um, comfortable with myself enough to do stupid voices. Yeah. And um yeah, just have fun. Yeah. Hey, that's the best part, man. Yeah. And you convince your fiance to play, um, which is a feat um in itself. Yeah, uh, it is. It is. <laughs> and uh and she seems to really love it. So uh Yeah. I mean this is a person who is in no stretch um <laughs> of the word a nerd. This is a person who didn't was not to would not watch Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Would not you know what I mean? No not really into sci fi. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Marvel, the only Marvel movie she really rocked with was Black Panther. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah. Now she loves it now. Yeah. Well you know, what did it take to convince her? You've told me a story before, but uh, I'm, you know, for, for the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Um, she heard, uh, I had her do the outro for the first episode uh-huh. and she listened to the first episode a little bit and, um, she kind of wanted, I, I, honestly, it, it was, I think it was her seeing me doing something that I enjoyed and that I put a lot of effort into Yeah, and she just wanted to kind of, you know, jump in and, and, and support me and do something with me. Yeah. And, um, turned out that she really enjoyed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, it was pretty cool to see actually. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you get that first kill and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. The first session. Yeah. He beat the, 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 like, you know, big bad really with a critical. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, that kind of set it off. Yeah. That's awesome. Have you, have you ever gotten your kids to play? Have they ever, have they ever expressed any interest in it? Um, My son on his completely with no influence for me already has played. He told me that he did. Yeah. Um, a while back, uh, my daughter is more into uh, gaming. Valorant, Valorant, mm, gotcha. so Valorant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, first person shooters, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Esports is a is a big deal now, so. You know. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel the same. I'm like, whatever. Um, I mean, it would be different if I was actually good at them. Uh, yeah. That's probably true. <laughs> the same. That's the same. My that's the reason why my feelings on basketball. I'm just like, nah, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> if I could, if I could dunk and and make a consistent shot, I'd probably feel better about it. But I don't. <laughs> so, you know, uh, probably selling yourself short. I I have gotten to the point where, like, because my cousin um, he used to live with us when we were in high school, and uh-huh. that was like my peak athleticism i've been sh- stronger like way stronger as an adult when i was lifting consistently but like as mm-hmm. in terms of athleticism speed and jumping and all that stuff like my peak right, was right. when i was 17 years old and my cousin was really good at basketball and so he, we he used to like take me out and i'm i'm good like if i have somebody there like a trainer coach whatever telling me like you have to do this then i'm like okay right. i'll just fucking do it and um and so yeah he would just make me like take a bunch of shots and uh practice like jumping and stuff and so i got to the point where i couldn't dunk it but i could get like you know almost to the bottom of my palm 
to the rim. Okay, okay. And and that's about the most that I ever really tried. But I was just yeah. fast as hell, and that was that was the thing that I stuck to. So, hey, that's a good thing to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, I mean, but it's fun though. You know, it's cool to have a bunch of different interests and in, you know and mix it up. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, I play Pathfinder, but I also play fantasy football and you know yeah yeah but yeah so you know when it came to i mean what like when it comes to getting into this stuff like now you know now having done this um uh podcast and um you know i know kind of your plans for the future and stuff like that like is it something that you still continue want to continue pursuing long term like doing podcasts, being um, part of the TTRPG world, that kind of stuff. Definitely, definitely. I think I would, you know, knowing what I know now, I definitely would plan it out more. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, as far as like recording and 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 and, and the actual shows, the technical aspect of it. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I think. I mean, it's it's funny. Like you know, we all start somewhere, right? Like I think mm-hmm. it's one of those things. I think the reason that I was that I started how I did in the sense of like waiting so long and preparing is mostly just my brain of just being like, I do not want to screw this up, but I w I've been wanting to do an actual play podcast forever. Um, you know, my big obstacle really is more scheduling and then just knowing like what it would take to, to do it. Right. Because even if like, you know, if I was a guest or a DM who didn't have to edit the podcast, like, cool. <laughs> yeah. It makes it a nice. world yeah. easier. But when you yeah. talk about like, okay, yeah, cool. Now you got to go edit, you know, six people's audio into, you know, of a couple hour <laughs> session uh, over a weekend. And it's like, I mean, you know, some of those yeah. edits take forever. Exactly. And what happens when you schedule, everybody scheduled to show up and then one person doesn't show up. What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. Do you play their character? <laughs> Uh, in our home game, we just don't play. We just, we'll play something else or we'll just hang out. Really? <laughs> yeah. Cause it's just like, <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. Um, and, and I think like, I think, but that's the thing, like in a home game, I can do that. I can get away with that. Cause there's no schedule that we have to stick to. Yeah. Like it yeah. sucks. Like we want to play. Um, you know, now we talk about like, I wrote a, I just created a, a TTRPG, a detective TTRPG oh, on one sorry. page. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it only takes one player or one to two players in the GM. So I can, right. you know, on a day when we don't show up, like, cool, I can just run that game. Um, or there's other games or we'll just get on Discord and hang out because um, we're friends. You know what I mean? Right. But I think, yeah, but if it was scheduled, then it's like, all right, well, you got to take it seriously. You know, it's it's almost like a second job. And maybe it only takes a few hours, but it's still something, in my opinion, that it's like, you have to do. And I think I got really good, like indirect advice listening to um, a show that I really enjoy. And they were talking about like why um, the guy is so like perfectionist about it. He was like, whoever started podcast, like there's some dude that he mentioned and he was like, make a schedule and stick to it, you know, and that's consistency. And, And then reading like, because I'm I'm obsessive about this stuff, so I just like right. consume all information, and it's always like you have to be consistent, or your audience won't know like when you're going to show up. And um, and I think it doesn't take much a lot of times for listeners to be like, oh, no episode, 
I'm done. Like Dungeons and Daddies is a hilarious show. And they'll do special episodes that I do not want to listen to. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to hear about this for another month. So I will not pay attention when it comes back on. (laughs) And that, I mean, there's nothing against the show. Like I said, it's amazing. Um, It's super funny. But like they did a Christmas special and I was like, I don't want to listen to this. And so I knew it wasn't going to be a month. And I just started listening to other shows. By the time I came back to it, I was like 10 episodes behind. um, I had a bunch of catching up. So. Yeah, it, to me, I, I I just try to stick to that because I think it, it helps a lot. Um, but you know, I don't think there's. I mean, I'm not a super successful podcaster either, so I <laughs> I'm just talking about what has so far worked for me in the past five months. Right. But, yeah, you're like the, the Larry King of um D and D right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that, um, <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, it's fun, though. Like, I enjoy this. It's cool. Like, you know, I think now, too, having been a part of it, like, the fact that you and I have talked already for so long before. Yeah, we one of the this. highlights of, of, of all of this is because, like, I mean, I played D&D, but, like, I, I didn't know anything about the, 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 the internet aspect of it, the, the, the Twitter verse of it or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I was in my own little bubble with my own little <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know. It's cool to see that there are other black people yeah. all over the world to play D&D or play Pathfinder or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's nice to like, you know, I draw, I draw characters for, for my home game. You know what I mean? And it's uh-huh. cool to be like, I have other people to show this to, you know what I mean? I, and, um, yeah. you know, and I mean, there's just so many things like, you know, having excitement about the Moenge Expanse and being the only black player in my home game and being like i have other black people to show this to <laughs> like this is you know like i was so excited yeah. for this um you know and just getting to meet people and like being inspired um you know like for me meeting quinn murphy who is a game designer and who right. um, you know recently wrote one of the adventure paths for P- pathfinder 2e like that was such a cool experience to be like here is a person who, a black person who has, like, this is their life. They do writing for TTRPGs. And, like, that's yeah. crazy. Like, it's something I never even really thought I could do before. And it's super inspiring. And, um, yeah, it's, wow. it's, it's cool to be a part of the space and, and to, like, get to just see all that shit, you know? Yeah. In terms of, in terms of that, like, have you ever considered, um, you know, writing for TTRPGs or creating games, stuff like that. You know what? It would seem like that would be an a, a automatic and like natural thing to say, <laughs> but it never was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm like an over prepping DM. Yeah. Like I write like, like I know people that like prep, like they write like a paragraph and then they're good to go. That's me. Bro. <laughs> yeah. I, no, not me. I write like novels. Yeah. Like I, I write incessantly. I'll have ideas that hit me during the day and I'm like, Oh, let me, let me put that down. And, um, yeah, you would think that, you know, writing a module <laughs> would be natural, you know yeah. what I mean? The natural progression, but I've never considered it. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I mean, you know, talking about it now, like, it, it, is it something that even interests you or or do you think you just never considered it because um, it, it just never occurred to you? It just never occurred. Like, all of this, honestly, dealing with, with, with um, since we started this podcast and, and, you know, kind of jumping on Twitter and... And and hitting up people and saying, "Hey, listen to us," yeah. and uh, <laughs> and um, 
seeing what what the people that I listen to that that I'm a fan of, um, seeing stuff about them, then learning more and more and more stuff about them. It just never just like everything is pretty pretty new in, to me, yeah. and um, that that aspect of it never really was something that I even considered. Yeah. Um, would I possibly? I mean, I write enough. I probably could <laughs> slap one together in like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, especially if you start just, you know, making small games like that. Um, that one page, TGRPG, honestly didn't make me long, take a long time for me to create. More uh-huh. took me a long time to do graphic design and, uh, and you know, actually type like the words that people would read. Um, as opposed yeah. to just like my scribbles of like mechanics type of stuff. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, you know, it, it is cool that there's now multiple ways to, to do that stuff. Like it's so, it's so much easier now than I think it would have been before when you really would have had to like, you know, the only way somebody was going to see your TTRPG writing samples, like if you got published by, you know, yeah, yeah. Watsi or, or Paizo. Um, and now it's like, well, I just post it on itch, you know, or yeah, make a whole game funny. and, you know, start a Kickstarter uh, or maybe not Kickstarter because, you know, nobody wants to deal with Bitcoin or whatever, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, whatever it is, like, I think there's, there's now ways to like really get into it and, uh, and kind of develop that stuff. But just like, I mean, you know, you, you kind of developed your own lore, around um the game that you guys are playing like what was some of the stuff that inspired that um everything probably everything that i've read um you get influenced from 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 all over yeah uh you know i uh read a lot of 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 the 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 dritz uh books yeah following that i read one of my favorite uh trilogies regard and my favorite regarding the trial was um Dwarf the Spider Queen, mm-hmm. um, that only dealt with um, basically everybody in the book was evil, just to varying levels. It's, yeah, it's really yeah. good. But um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, I just snatched stuff from from everywhere, and uh, not necessarily plagiarized, but yeah. you get inspired, you get influenced by it. You know? Yeah, for sure. And yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, do you feel like there's like a like a specific theme that you went for in the campaign um, to kind of like give to the players at all, or was it just kind of uh, initially started I, like just playing? I wanted to, um, without giving too much away, yeah, yeah. I wanted to, to mess with the, the ideas of certain races being certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, this is a thing for me, maybe not so much for like players who are more new to D and D, yeah. Because with five E and with the the push to, to be more inclusive and whatnot, yeah, it's kind of like you know what we're getting away from. Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted to kind of like use some of the old, the old uh, ideas. Mm-hmm. Let's call them that ideas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um to kind of set 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 a like a like a a foundation or like a like a. a, a yeah, like a foundation for my story, but then at the same time, kind of put a, a twist into what they think particular groups of people, races, yeah, or not are are going to be like, or are like, yeah, yeah. I I think I think it's cool to kind of subvert that stuff, you know. I think because even if like you 
like, okay, I'll still give you, you know, your basic physicality of an orc, right? And so right. the characters approach this, you know, massive orc woman, um, you mm-hmm. know, muscle bound uh, with these tusks. And it's like, okay, well, what are your assumptions about that? And it's like, oh, well, actually, this is like the head of the daycare for the town, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you're just an asshole. Um, yeah. So it's like, you know, I think, but it, it really does, it has a lot of fun ideas because I think it helps, I think it helps people in general just like really look at yourself because even people who are who have been marginalized their whole lives like we still have our own internal biases i know that i have had to work out a lot of them but i think playing these games and then meeting a ton of diverse people um has really helped like open my eyes to a lot of things and um you know so yeah but i would say for sure ttrpgs can do that as well if you know done correctly Definitely, definitely. Yeah. But I mean, it's 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 a lot of fun to get into. Um, one thing I really do want to talk to you about because I think that you know, talking about like <sighs> blending genres, um, you are a fantastic uh, rapper, and I listen to the New Danger right. on a consistent basis. So, really? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So you know, how did that come into your life? Like. When did that start for you? Oh my god! Um, approximately the same time. Approximately okay. the same time. I grew up in um, bouncing between Brooklyn and um, Uniondale, New York, which is in Long Island, Nassau County. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, like I, I lived around the corner from Buster Rhymes' little brother. Okay, um, like you know what I mean. Yeah. It was just there. Like yeah, I, yeah. I uh, you know, um, um. Like I, 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 we went to Terminator X's house as a DJ for Public Enemy. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? It was just stuff that just you know what I mean. Yeah. And so, kind of like I just, it just kind of happened. Um, yeah, and you know, I should be kind of decent now because it's been a long time. <laughs> but I'm glad that you, you you enjoy that that song. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's interesting because. There's so much about, like, even, you know, rap from back in the day. Like, I've talked about Tuvok before. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many times, like, I just, like, listening to Tupac, you know, takes me to a space, whatever it is, right? right. Um, personally. And I think that some people outside looking in can listen to some of that stuff, some of those older songs or even some new hip hop now and be like, mm-hmm. well, you know, they're talking about this thing. They're talking about that thing. Like, um, and all of these are bad things. So how can you, uh, support this? How can you relate to this, that, et cetera. Um, and so, you know, I think I'll say for myself, like growing up in a place where you didn't feel safe, where, um, danger was kind of all around you and not from the people in your community, but like, you know, other folks, police, okay. whatever it is. Um, right. Having people who were strong in their opinions, who were willing to talk about shit that was wild, um, you know, who were there to support their communities, maybe not the way that so-and-so feels is the right way, but they're supporting mm-hmm. their communities. Like, I think that it, it resonates when you're a kid who's 
growing up and and dealing with some of those similar things. And so I'm curious for you because we've talked about like the the people that have influenced your music or the music you enjoy, and it's like, well, I like this shit sometimes for this, and this shit sometimes for this. And so right, like, right, right. you know, I guess how do you personally? Um, I don't know if reconcile is the right word, but like, you know, do you ever think about that aspect of it? As far as like, <clears throat> to like listening to like gangster rap or whatever, right? And knowing like, okay, this is not my life, but I I enjoy this. Like define, I mean, or you know what? Like, know, I'm just, I'm, are we talking? I'm, yeah, know, yeah, I'm I'm oversimplifying it for the sake of 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 you know the question, gotcha. but like you know. To that extent. I mean. Like Tupac's like, I will fucking kill you. <laughs> right. But he's also right, like, listen. mom. I love you, mom. Dope. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like writing letters to his unborn child. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so. Exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, it's art, ultimately. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, Congress. I mean, maybe they were. I don't know. Like, were people picketing when, when, when Pulp Fiction came out? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um. Like, that's one thing I did notice about music, though. Like, when, when I was younger, people didn't really, and maybe it was just in hip-hop, but people didn't really uh, do the subgenre splitting up kind of thing. Like, I could listen to N.W.A., but then at the same time listen to De La Soul. Yeah. And then listen, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But whereas now, if you listen to trap music, that's all you listen to. <laughs> if you listen to boom bap, that's all you listen yeah. to. And you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, uh, I don't really, God. I don't really reconcile. I'm just like whatever. I really, you know what I'm saying. I don't know if that's bad. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. No, but um, I was just curious, like if it it was no. At the same time, I don't really. I don't think I listen to too much, like because there's some really ignorant stuff. There is for sure. Yeah, I don't don't think I'm that far in the deep end. But I, you know. You know, I, I like one thing that like, cause I mean, Tupac is like, I mean, you know, like the Beatles, if you will, like, like, uh-huh. I mean, so worldwide known, um, so ahead of his time, incredible. I don't think that's true about the Beatles. I actually don't like the Beatles and I know people are probably gonna hate me for that, but I don't care because <laughs> I think they're overrated. Um, and I don't think that they're the greatest rock band in the world. Um, Who's but, the greatest rock band in the world? Anybody but them. But the Beatles. Uh, yeah, I just don't think it's that. <laughs> I really don't. Um, but anyway, well, yeah, we won't, uh-huh. we won't dwell on that too much. Um, <laughs> but my point, like, but I will also say, like, as a kid in high school, like, I listened to mm-hmm. The Game, right? And his, especially his first album. And I will go back now, listen to the album, and just, like, it's just so good, you know? Um, and same thing, like, he's, like, literally talking about, like, being a gang member and like going through some stuff but he's also talking about like when his son was born and um yeah i think it's just it's it's i don't know it's just kind of fascinating like having that uh maybe it's cognitive dissonance of just like i'm appreciating this but i'm not like this is not who i am does that make sense Mm, i think so i mean i guess i guess i've um, never shot somebody but I can listen to a song about somebody who shot somebody. <laughs> but that's all I'm trying to say. That's and it's not trying. bad music. Um, you know, I don't listen to all of the game's albums. I don't think they're all that good. But at the first one, especially really. The first one was kid, very yeah. good. The first one was very good. But yeah, there's definitely, you know, 
I don't know what to call it. The like, duality of man. Yeah, right. <laughs> duality of man. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that, like, because I know, you know, for yourself, you talked about, like, the, the lyrical mm-hmm. side of it and having, you know, those MCs who could really just rap, like, you know, Black Thought and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Black yeah. Thought's incredible. Pharaoh's incredible. Yeah. I really, like, I just really finished listening to the new Nas album. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, I don't know, it's, it's crazy how good how good he is. Um, yeah, One Mic is a timeless song, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I think, though, like, maybe it's because, like, because when I, when I grew up, the area was very, oh, what's the word? Homogenous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it wasn't seen as weird. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe that's maybe that's what I would the the, the aspect of it I was missing in yeah. my perception of it. I think it's just hard for me to like imagine like NWA sitting down to play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> like even if it wasn't weird. Like oh. it's just like I can't imagine Easy rolling up a wizard and <laughs> <laughs> but maybe <laughs> That would be pretty, that would be pretty Ice Cube I mean, is, I mean, Ice Cube's pretty mellow in in a lot of the ways that he portrays himself. Somebody got, I, I saw somewhere somebody got Ghostface to play, play a, a, I think it was D&D. Yeah. A, no, TTRPG. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, but I, yeah, I, like, Wu-Tang, I can imagine doing that, though. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, you know. Yeah, I could see Wu-Tang do that, because they're just wild, yeah. wild guys. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, up, upcoming in the year, um, you know, it, I guess if there's something that you can talk about or want to talk about, like, are there any new projects that you would like to try any kind of, whether it's new, um, new shows or different games? Uh, I, I would like to, my, my goal is to get this, this current podcast that we're doing get everyone adventures to roughly 20, 25 episodes. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it'll end up like that, but hopefully it'll be around that. Mm-hmm. After that, um, I have some ideas in the works for for my next, um, our next um, run at yeah. things. Um, I'm gonna try to twist Mark's arm, maybe to do a do a one shot or two. Yeah, because well, you have two marks, right? Yeah, Farley's. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I think it. I think it'll be fun. You know, I think especially as you continue to grow the show and and you mm-hmm. know, um, as everybody just kind of like learns like you know more aspects of of podcasting, etc. Like, I think it. Right. Help. right. Um, do uh, you know? Are there any games on your list of of games to try? I mean, I'm going to make you try Pathfinder too, so we can skip that one. Oh but... no, I'm down. I'm down for, <laughs> not for Pathfinder, but you know what it is though. I'm like a. a I'm old, be like I need I need physical books. I like yeah. to actually turn pages. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to break down and like and like buy buy some material. Yeah. But it's um from what I what I've what I've read from from what you sent me. Yeah. Um I like it. I mean I at least like, yeah, you know, if you're getting Pathfinder 2E, like you don't have to buy all the books. I have a shit ton, but a lot of them are also gifted to me or I use like Christmas gift cards to get them. Um right. But if you get the core rule book, it's like 600 pages and it has a DMs part in there. So you could literally play okay. the game with just the one book. So you don't need all the other books. No, all the classes are, are within it. Not all of it. But the, the main well, classes. Yeah, yeah. The main classes. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. 
And then, but I mean, they also have um, what's called Archives of Nethys, which is like basically an encyclopedia circling back, okay. right? Um, <laughs> an encyclopedia of all of the classes, all of the ancestries, all of the skills and feats and everything. And it's free, completely free. Um, it's like if D&D Beyond actually gave you access to all the books. Um but they don't. Um, <laughs> no shade or anything. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but yeah, so archives and ethics. You can go on there, and so it's like, all right, you know, pick your classes. And if you don't want to pick one of these main classes, you can go on here and find a swashbuckler or a witch or an oracle or whatever. Um, and then if you use Wanderer's Guide or Path Builder, they also have access to those things as well. So you can just build your character similarly to. D and D Beyond, and um, and make your cla- your character in there, your character sheet in there. So, right, cool. yeah, I mean, there's tools for it. Check that out. Yeah. What about um, narrative games? Like, do you have any interest in in any of those kind of games at all? I mean, I haven't honestly. I haven't really ex- explored many of the other uh, the other games. So I would have to. You have to check them out. I mean, yeah. Learn about it. Yeah. We'll I'll have to get you in some more. I'll definitely get you involved in some some one shots as I mess around with stuff and um we could just play games for fun too like you know we can record them but we also can just hang out yes (laughs) and not edit for five hours yeah yeah (laughs) let me tell you folks editing a podcast is hard uh it takes a lot of work and especially in actual play because like you have to put music on it and change the music when it's a good time yeah and you know, make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. But exactly, yeah. Well, yeah, man. I think it. You know, I'm super excited to see what else comes. I'm excited to see um, you guys keep on growing and um, you know, get to a, a season two and everything else. So you know, it's gonna. I'm excited for it. I, I love. I love the idea. Um, you know, I I I talk to every black person who plays D and D about your show. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. I talk to everybody about it, but especially black people. <laughs> let's be honest. There's, you know, not everybody in the Twitter world or TTRPG world um, actually cares about POC shows. So. That's a very good point. <laughs> a very good point. And what's interesting is that there are a lot of really good ones. And their numbers aren't, don't correlate to how good they are. But I don't know. That's true. This is still the world we live in, you know. Yep. Still the world that fucking let Trump be president four years ago. So, <laughs> indeed. What are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, on a brighter note, um, your show is awesome. I hope folks go and listen to it. Um, Thank you, Ever on Thank Adventures. You. Yeah, uh, check it out, and um, yeah, we'll definitely uh, keep promoting it and and keep listening, yeah. man. I, I really do enjoy it. So. And we do have a guest coming up too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear it's yeah. going to be pretty dope. Uh, drow with an afro. You know, how often yeah. do you see that? Get excited. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. I'm, you gonna, do you have a you have a voice planned? Um, God, I'm going back okay. and forth. So we can talk about this now because it's going to be a month. Let me see. I have a a a list of when all these will be released. So give me just a second. I'll edit this yeah, out, no or maybe I won't. I don't know. Um, we'll see, see how I feel. So this episode will come out, um, January 24th. So it'll be, that episode will be out by then. 
Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I don't have a voice for it yet, um, or even a name. But I'm just like, because it's a blade singer, I'm like, how am I going to introduce myself? So I'm like, am I just going to like just be beatboxing, just like vibing? Because <laughs> um, I've considered that, and that might happen. That's the strong probability. But then, like, when I actually do the blade song, what what is that going to be? So I've gone through like a crazy list of songs of different shit. Um, some of it's like parodies that just like can right, work right, with right. the word blade song. Some of it is just like, I don't know, random shit. Um, and so, yeah, I haven't really figured it out, but I'm just excited to just like get in there and just, you know, cause some. That's going to be fun. It's fun. Be yeah. fun. <laughs> Hang out with the cast and oh my God. learn how to make a new drink and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another thing, folks. Um, you get a new drink recipe almost every episode. So that's another great reason to check it right. out. Best that's intro right. in a D&D actual play uh, and <laughs> drink mixes and more um, POC perspectives on, on playing There you games. go. So, what else do you need in life? What else do you need in life? Nothing. Drink more. <laughs> listen to better songs. <laughs> play d and I don't know. I don't have any other bit of advice for you. Be a good father or parent in go. general. Because uh, we're all about that over here, um, yeah. Well, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, man. It's, it's been a long time coming, and um, it's been super cool just to get to know you over time and finally get to talk to you and hang out. So definitely, I appreciate you having me on. Really yeah, for sure, man. Uh, yeah, this is this has been a blast. I, I hope more people go check out your show after this. So. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to reach out to us, check out the many options on the Anchor app or anchor.fm on your browser. You can also reach us at secretnerdpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the show, and if you'd like, leave a review to help us grow this thing. 